0: glory to God. Well, a lot of folks would be dismissing getting out of church right about now. (laughs) That's the modern (laughs) length of service. But uh, we're not done. Now, if you're done and you say, well, that's all I want, that's okay. We won't be upset with you. But you'll miss out. There are some really good things. That the Lord has for us. Turn to Proverbs 20, please. You know we want to, we want to check up on our priorities because if, uh, if you have no problem sitting in a movie theater for three hours, but you can't stand anything longer than a 30-minute service, your priorities are wrong. Hmm? and when we give the Lord some time we need to give him the time we don't need to have other stuff going we don't need to be I mean you don't need to walk in the church door thinking when's it going to be over because why'd you come something's supposed to happen I know there's a lot of folks that do traditional religious uh, ritual service they 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 come, they do the same thing every time, and they can say, I went to church. But it's not supposed to be just a, a vain repetition. Uh, we're supposed to come and minister something to the Lord that he would receive. Amen. Our praise, our worship, and our offerings. That yes. has to be done with a right heart. It has to be done in faith. Has to be done according to His word and direction for it to be acceptable, but because He He, he doesn't accept all offerings, right. He doesn't receive everybody what they call praise, because He sees and knows the heart. But if it's from a right heart and if it's in faith, He actually receives your singing to Him, your thanking Him. It comes up before Him like incense, Hallelujah. and it's a sweet smell to Him. And the Bible said our offerings. Are a sweet fragrance to him. Amen. He receives it. He inhales it. Hallelujah. It pleases him. It blesses him. They're supposed to be, we're supposed to be ministering to him. And then we're supposed to let him minister to us. Let him talk to us. Yes. Let him minister to us. Let him, let him give us direction. Let him correct us. Let him instruct us. And only when that happens. These things happen, should we say, okay, praise God. <laughs> we, we didn't just go to church and check the box. Uh, some things happen. Did you find Proverbs twenty twenty seven? He said, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. The complete Jewish Bible says, the human spirit ...is the lamp of Adonai. It searches one's inmost being. The Young's literal translation, and I'm a a big fan of Dr. Young's work. Uh, I I didn't say I thought it was perfect. I mean, all the works of man. You know, the original inspired scriptures in the original languages, they are perfect. Without mistake without flaw. But you cannot say that about all the translations. These are works of men. So uh, there are times you, you need to look up a word. <laughs> are you all with me or not? And, and you got to watch, especially about some of the modern translations. They, um, uh, they're not really translations. They're paraphrase. What do you mean by that? They are not a word-for-word transliteration from the original. They are the translators telling you what they thought the writer meant. I don't want you telling me what you thought the writer meant. I got the Holy Spirit to tell me that. Y'all with me or not? No, you want to know what God said not what a group of men and women thought he meant. And we are not to go to the scriptures to find support for our beliefs. Everybody listening or not? That means you already formed your beliefs. Now you're trying to find scripture to support them. The scripture is to be the source of our beliefs. The source of our beliefs. You don't go to to the scriptures, find scripture to support your beliefs. You need to approach the word with an open mind and open heart, not pre that you've already decided. And be open that when you see something in the word that contradicts what you think and believe, then it's time for you to change. It's time for you to acknowledge, well, I I don't care if grandma believed it and our whole denomination believed it. If it's contrary to the word, it can't be right. Yeah, but it's we they believed that for 500 years. Well, it could have been wrong 500 years ago. Right. Right. And being an old error doesn't make it any more true. But what does happen is it becomes an established tradition. And the traditions of men are some of the worst enemies of the Word of God. Jesus said that their traditions in his day had made the Word of God of none effect in their lives. Now, you're talking about something as powerful as the Word of God. What could make the Word of God of none effect in your life? Men's traditions that have, they sound religious, and they have replaced the Word. So we need to examine all the time. You need to examine everything you hear me say and preach. And every other man or woman, teacher, preacher, you need to examine everything, everything. And ask the question, where is that in the word? Where is that? Because I'm a man. I could make a mistake. Any other man or woman of God has made mistakes, will make mistakes. But the Word of God never changes. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in its original form is perfect. Perfect. Without flaw. Without mistake. Anybody that says otherwise is just being foolish and, and doesn't understand. What is the lamp of the Lord? The lamp of the Lord. It it's the spirit of man. In Romans eight and fourteen, and I'm reading in the uh, the Weist translation. Romans eight fourteen. He said, "For as many as are being constantly led by God's spirit, they are the sons of God." Don't you like that? Constantly led by God's spirit. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery again with resulting fear, but you received the spirit who places you as adult sons by whom we cry out with deep emotion, Abba, Father. We, we got into this last week, how that he, he's making a contrast here. We don't follow a stranger's voice. We don't follow fear. Amen. Fear puts you in bondage. Now, this is one of the greatest things you could learn. Never make a decision based on fear. Now, when you say fear, you've got to realize it comes in all different varying degrees. Full-blown panic, paralyzing fear is fear. Also, mild dread is the same stuff. Mild dread is fear. It's just a much, much lesser degree of it. But if we are going to be led by the Spirit of God, we must not be led by fear. What do you do with fear, child of God? You resist it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will, this is an act of your will, Fear no evil. We might say like this. I, I refuse to fear. I will not fear. Now, it didn't say you didn't feel fear. It didn't say there weren't thoughts of fear. Why are you saying this? Because something's trying to push you. Something's trying to pressure you. And when you sense that, do not give in to it do not let it make your decision stand up against it resist it and refuse to make a decision based on pressure Amen. and fear and threat and dread because if God didn't give us the spirit of fear and he's not the spirit of fear and we're following fear who's leading us who are we following? What are we being led by? Not God. Well, if it's not God, it's a wrong spirit. And it's going to lead you into destruction. It's going to lead you into a place, and situation where the enemy can steal from you, kill from you, destroy. Said out loud, I refuse to be led by fear. I don't follow fear. I don't yield to fear. I resist fear. And there will be times you'll need to say it right out loud. When it's really pushing you and it's really pressing you, you need to say it right out loud in your mouth. Sometimes you need to get away from people where you won't scare them. And you need to get loud and say, fear, I resist you. Get out of here. Leave me. I refuse to fear. You've got to resist it. You've got to stand up on the inside. Because it'll try to crush you. But greater is he that's in me and with me than he that's in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Lord has given me the peace that passes understanding. And we're going to talk more about how, how we keep that in just a moment. He said, verse 16, the spirit himself is constantly bearing joint witness with our spirit. That we are God's children. The way God communicates with his children, his people, is through our own spirit. I'm not just a body and a mind. This is where most of the world is so wrong and so confused. The error and lies of the teachings of evolution do not even take into consideration what we're talking about. They are, uh, some of them consider themselves to be geniuses, and maybe they do know some things in this or that area, but concerning this, they've been fools. They've been totally clueless in the dark. Yeah, there's an amazing similarity, all kinds of similarities between our physical anatomy and that of animals. There's a lot of similarities between our physical brain and that of animals. But our body is merely the house we live in. We're not just a body. And people try to elevate the brain and say, isn't it astonishing that out of these few pounds of gray matter, all of the literature and poetry and music and, and art of the world has come out of this. It did not. Amen. It did. Right. Are you kidding me? That's right. No. What's happening in the brain? Synapses. Firing. Huge numbers of connections. But what's causing it? What's behind what's causing it? What's causing the involuntary actions of the heart to beat and the lungs? What's causing it? People say, well, it's it's the mystery of life. Yeah, right. God's spirit has given our spirit life. Amen. And this life is spirit substance. God created man's body out of the dust of the ground. And then what did he do? What did he do? Breath Breathed. That same word translated spirit breathed into that lifeless body and man became a living being. Now the King James says soul but actually it's not the word for soul there. Man became a living being. The first Adam was a living being and the last Adam, Jesus, was a life-giving spirit. <laughs> this is exciting. Yes, it is. Glory to God.
1: Hallelujah.
0: And uh, we, we got to understand God was not giving Adam mouth to mouth. You can't be resuscitated when you've never been suscitated. <laughs> Adam had never breathed before. He wasn't alive. He, a body was there, but he wasn't yet in his body. Can you see this, folks? You see, this is what evolution just completely leaves out and misses. They don't, they don't get any of this. And God is not a man. God is not a physical being. Now, Jesus has a physical body now. The marks of the cross are still in it. But God the Father... Is not a physical being. He is spirit. And as spirit, he doesn't breathe like we're breathing. Inhaling, exhaling, he doesn't do that. Doesn't need to do that. And so when it says he breathed into Adam, he's not inhaling and exhaling on his own to keep going. And he's not resuscitating Adam. No, he imparted spirit life into that body Amen. that came right out of himself.
1: Hallelujah.
0: He imparted not uh, inspire. He imparted part of himself, living spirit. Into that body, and Adam then is called the Son of God. Why? Because God begat him.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Came out of Himself. Ho ho! Oh, oh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are made in His likeness and in His image. That that includes how He's how God Himself is constructed. What he's made up of. He is spirit. Now in John it says. You know King James says God is a spirit. And they that worship him. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. But actually the article A. Is not there. It just says God is spirit. And I think that's actually a better way to say it. But God is spirit. He has a soul. God talks about his soul. And he has a mind. Hallelujah. And he has what we would call feelings. Yes. Emotions. He can be mad. He can be glad. Yeah. He can be angry. Hmm? Say, well, he sounds a lot like us. No. <laughs> you're like him. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs>
0: we're, we're we have the same makeup. The difference is he, we have a physical house and it's been affected by the curse and it has a lot of problems, but he's going to take care of it. It's already in the plan. This body is going to be changed to be made incorruptible and immortal. But what we need to know for right now is how God, who is spirit, communicates with us. And one reason why people have decided, you know, there is no God and and I never heard God and and, and they they scoff and mock if anybody dares to imply that they heard from God. They said, are you kidding me? He thinks he's hearing from God. Well, if you don't believe people can hear from God personally, directly, then you don't believe the Bible because the Bible is full of people who heard from God.
1: Huh?
0: Huh? And do we believe the New Testament we just read? Huh? That the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. Huh? That we are the children of God. What is that? The the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is letting us know that we belong to God, that we are His children, that we are joint heirs with Him. And in 1 Corinthians 2, we're told that we are given the Spirit that we may know All the things that he has freely given to us. I mean look at the prayers in Ephesians and Colossians. That you may be filled. With all the knowledge of God. Full of all uh, wisdom and spiritual understanding. God wants to talk to you. Hmm? He has been talking to you. (laughs) What's the, what's, the, what's the question after that? Have you been listening? And see, if you're trying to listen with your external ears, you're going to be disappointed. If you're trying to hear Him just with your head, with your intellect, you're not going to hear Him. If you're trying to hear Him through your emotions, through your physical feelings, you're going to be disappointed. If you try to make him do something in this material realm, he can do it. He has done it. He does some spectacular things, but that's not usually how he does it. His spirit bears witness with my spirit. That's how he lets me know things. I'm not hearing audible voices. I'm not going by hot flashes, cold flashes. I'm not going by reasoning. Come on, can you see this? If this is true, and it's what the Bible says, I need to know what is my spirit. And I need to learn to pay attention to it. Because that's a part of my being God's going to communicate with me through. I need to learn how to hear him through my own spirit. Are you with me, friend? We're in Romans uh, 8. Back up with me to the uh, fifth verse. This is the same chapter. I want you to notice how he got to these 14th, 15th, and 16th verses. In Romans 8 and verse 5, he said, For they that are after the flesh, they do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the Spirit, you could say they mind the things of the Spirit. For uh, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Notice how much he's talking about the mind. The mind. Now, your mind is not your spirit. Your mind is something different. But here is the, it, the, as far as functioning, this is one of the most important things we could learn is what we're talking about right now. My, my spirit is inside. My flesh, my body, is outside. My body, My flesh, he calls it flesh here, contacts the physical. By the body, I mean, we we, we got this one. We know about this one. (laughs) By the body, we are aware of the physical material realm. And we're able to contact the physical material realm with what part of our being? Our flesh, our, our body. With our spirit, we are aware of spiritual things. God is spirit, and we're able to contact, to be uh, be aware of and contact spiritual things. Now, spiritual things are uh, eternal. This is temporary. It takes mind renewal. This is temporary. Spirit has always been there and will always be there. This is temporary. Uh, I I don't suggest you get into it, but a study uh, of physics and small particles and stuff is amazing to realize that they tell us most of this is space. (laughs) Empty space. And what we feel is is an electric force. And people put all their stock in this, and the Lord keeps telling us, it's going away. <laughs> it's going away. And then the scriptures say, we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are temporal are temporary, and the things that are not seen are eternal. And that's why those that know, they walk by faith, not By sight. If I I only live by what I feel and see, what I contact with my body, I am walking by sight. Sight just sums up all the physical senses. But in order to walk in in the spirit, I have to walk by faith. Because I can't see the spirit with my eyes. I can't feel it with my body. So I got to do it by faith. And here is the amazing thing. Let me read it again. Verse 5. They that are after the flesh, now we could also sit like this, they that walk in the flesh is another way of saying this. What's the key that's causing them to walk in the flesh? They mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, are they that walk in the Spirit, they are minding the things of the Spirit. And he's talking about the same person and the same mind. But he's talking about the focus of the mind. I can focus, my, my body, my flesh is contacting the outside. My spirit is contacting the inside. And with my mind, I can contact, connect with, I should say. I can connect with either one.
1: Hallelujah! Wow, hallelujah. Glory to God. hallelujah.
0: With my mind, I can connect to the outside, to the body. Mm-hmm. And that's what most people do most of the time. But we're not supposed to do that right. most of the time. Hallelujah. With my mind, I can look inside. And connect the inside. Be aware of the spirit. And that's the big thing. Because that's where the Holy Spirit is. Amen. On the inside. yes. Brother Hagin, my father in the faith, used to say this numerous times through the years. He said, we need to become more God inside minded. Amen. Say that out loud. God, God inside, inside minded. 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 Read the next verse. He went on to say, verse, verse 6, For to be carnally minded. Now that's another way of saying flesh-minded. The carnal has to do with flesh. You know, I mean, we still use these words today. Carney. <laughs> to be car- flesh-minded is what? If all I'm aware of is the outside... If that's all I look at and that's all I listen to and that's all I talk about, you know what's out here? Death. Because of sin and the curse, everything in this outward physical realm is dying. Everything. You know it's true. The grass dies. The flowers die. The birds and the butterflies and the insects and the fish and the animals and your body. The outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. With my mind, I can look out or I can look in. Amen. It's up to me where I choose to look. Now, when I say look, how do you listen to the scripture? While well, we look not at the things which are seen. How do you look? At what's not seen. (laughs) It's a faith choice. I'm I'm putting my mind there. Uh, One of the greatest revelations. Is that we. Have control of our minds. And we can focus them. And keep them. Where we choose to. Now the devil has convinced many people this is not true. And and virtually everyone that winds up uh, incapacitated and in a mental institution, they're convinced they can't control their thoughts. They can't control their thoughts. They can't control their feelings. And that is a most dangerous lie. If you don't exercise the control of your mind, And you just think anything that comes across it. And you act like you are helpless and have no control. You will be perpetually unstable. You'll be up. You'll be down. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. This is what makes people unstable. Is not controlling the mind. Not believing you can control the mind. But here is the, the, the truth of it. God won't control your mind for you. That's right. He won't, no matter how much you beg him and pray. He will help you if you decide to do something with it.
1: Amen.
0: He will help you, and he'll help you marvelously. The devil can't force you. Hallelujah to think on things you don't want to. Thank you, Jesus. He can't. Now, he wants you to believe he can, but he can't. Somebody say, he can't. He can't. He can't. You know what he can do? He can bring thoughts to you and feelings to you 50,000 times a day. He is a persistent cuss. But if he brings the wrong thoughts and feelings to you 50,000 times a day, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. If I choose to just look at them and think about them and focus on the outside and focus on the wrong thing, it's going to minister death to me. But if I resist them and cast them down 50,000 times... And choose to look at something else. And choose to focus on something else. It will minister life and peace to me. And that's where my victory is. This is where my victory is. There's a lot of talk about being spiritual. But this is where it's at. The thing that determines how spiritual you are. Is what you do with your mind.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Did you hear that, child of God? That's what determines if you're carnal or spiritual. Do you see the contrast here? Carnally minded, spiritually minded, minded, minded. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go with me to Second Corinthians please Second Corinthians the 10th chapter are you okay yes. the Lord helped me to see this some years ago and I've said it numerous times through situations of life there have been times I'll put my hands on my head and I say, my mind is my mind. I don't have to think on anything I choose not to. I can think on anything I choose to. My mind, come on, somebody say it out loud. My mind is my mind. I'm in control of what I think. Hallelujah. If you believe anything else, you're in trouble. The devil has access to you, and I, I have, uh, I've dealt with people that are just dealing with severe mental issues, and one of the big things they keep yelling and crying out, "I can't, I can't." I said, you know, qu- quit saying that. I can't. Well, quit, you know, stop looking at stop thinking about that. I can't. I can't. That's a lie. I said, that's a lie. Now the thing is, if you yield to the wrong thing long enough and far enough, you'll feel like you can't. Because you have let it go so far. And for so long. But it's a lie. I said, it's a lie. The devil is not your boss. You rejected him. I need a stronger response on that. I said, yes. you rejected him, yes. and you received Jesus as the Lord of your life. Yes. Somebody said, Jesus is, my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. The devil has no control over me. No control over me. And, I, and I, have I have the mind of Christ. Right. That's a sound mind. It's not a spirit of fear. But the choice is ours, what we mind or what we look at. It's our choice. The scripture said in Isaiah, what is it, 26.3? Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Put it on the screen for us if you can find Isaiah 26.3. Thou will keep him in what? Perfect. Perfect peace, whose mind is what? Guess what? Your your what is stayed? Your mind mind is stayed on him because he trusts in you. Why are you keeping your mind on him? Because you trust him. You're counting on him to to bring you through. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! What if you are not in perfect peace? What if you are really (laughs) you are really distraught? and upset and troubled. Then I don't care what you say, you have not been keeping your mind stayed on him. And if you say, well, I tried, but I just said I can't help it, you believe a lie. You believe a lie. I didn't say it was easy. That's why they call it a fight. <laughs> fight? Fight? the good fight of faith and this is one of the most challenging things you will ever deal with and I said ever because once we get out of here and get away from the devil and all this junk it's going to be a breeze (laughs) but it's necessary for our development our spiritual development God has big plans for us Plans for us, you, to rule and reign with him in his eternal kingdom and to have big responsibilities. To be over three, four, five, ten, twenty eternal cities. You don't put unstable people <laughs> who can't hold their frame of thought for 30 seconds in these kind of places. We must develop powers of focus and powers of concentration where we are not easily interrupted or distracted. And a place to practice is not jumping every time your phone buzzes. Uh-oh, did I, did, I, did, I say, did I say, I went too far? I went too far. <laughs> Many are led by their devices. When they make a tone, they make a change. They change what they're doing according to incoming. <laughs> Our responses. And a lot of people are dead, young and early. Because of trying to answer a text while they were driving about a hot dog or a pair of shoes. Were they being led by the Spirit? Not at all. They are being led by something. I didn't say you couldn't use them. Don't let them lead you. Don't let them lead you. Don't let a ding or a tone cause you to stop what you're doing and do something else. Because of what? I remember a time (laughs) (laughs) back in the 70s we'd go all day long (laughs) is that right? And not talk to anybody on the phone. Not make a single text. Email didn't exist. Huh? nor any of the other stuff. Instagram, whatever. Second <laughs> Corinthians 10, did you find it? <laughs> fight the good fight of faith. A big part of that fight, a big part of that fight is what we do with our minds. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3, he said, For though we walk in the flesh, does that sound familiar to what we just read in Romans? We do not war after the flesh. After, Don't just respond to what you see, feel, and hear out here. Jesus said, Don't judge according to appearances. Yeah, but they, uh, they, they called me such an ugly name. That's out here. That's
1: right. right. That's right.
0: What's motivating them? Did they even think twice before they spit it out? Or did some thought or feeling just rush over their mind and they don't don't even try to control their mind, so it just flew out of their mouth? Don't just knee-jerk. Don't just respond to what you're seeing and hearing and feeling out here. Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not natural, but they are real, and they are mighty. Somebody say, my weapons are mighty. Weapons are mighty. What's, what weapons are, is he talking about specifically? My weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, some people have stopped right here, and they've created all kinds of ideas about warring in the heavenlies and this and that. That's not even the end of the sentence. Don't stop there. Pulling down strongholds, doing what? Casting down down imaginations. This is the warfare he's talking about. It's what goes on between your ears. Are y'all with me, friends? Now, I'm not saying there's no application to exercising your authority. And it can affect things. And spirits that influence places. That, that, that is a whole other study. But he's not talking about that in this passage. The stronghold he's talking about is wrong thinking. And imagination. What's an imagination? Uh, imagination is from the word image. Mental pictures. And emotional feelings and thoughts that are not from God. They are dangerous. And there's death in them. To be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Does it matter what you think on? How much does it matter? According to Romans 8, 5, and 6, it's life and death. Is that true or not? That what you think on is life and death. Do most church-going people believe that? No. They think, well, it's only a thought, you know, it's just a thought. Yeah, but where did it come from? Keep reading here. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations this is the weapon he's talking about it's the authority of the name of Jesus it's the power of the greater one the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do what to control my thought life hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah to to recognize, Wrong thoughts and feelings when they come and not believe I'm a helpless victim did I just have to sit there and think it and pine away and be depressed and and go into a rage recognize it and have the authority and the strength to grab them and slam them. Amen. Hallelujah. Casting down is a strong word. Doesn't mean gently set it aside. These things need to be slapped down. Slapped down. I remember some years ago, I, you probably heard me say it, but it will bear repetition. A guy that went to visit big city and they had a new tallest building in the city there. And he got to go all the way up to the top floor. And he, he they took him outside on the balcony and he's holding onto the rail, looked over, oh man, it was high. And the cars and people looked like little toys down there. And he said a thought came to his mind. Why don't you just jump? He didn't hear a voice. He said, just a thought. Just a random, out of the blue. Why don't you just jump? And he just turned around and said, You jump. I'm not. When he said it. I thought and realized how good this is. He recognized instantly where this thought came from. It did not come from him. It didn't come from the Holy Spirit. Where did it come from? It came from out here to his mind, and he immediately resisted it. I'm not, you know, even the most holy... Saint of God, child of God has found thoughts and feelings come to them that are wrong. What do you do? Well, the same devil that brought them to you then he'll come around the other side and say, what are you doing thinking that? Look at you. Supposed to be a Christian. (laughs) Well, he's the one that brought it to you. He wants you to be condemned over the thought and feeling he brought to you. That's how subtle he is. That's how devious he is. But when you recognize. I didn't ask for that. And I'm not doing that. So Get out of here. You cast it down. Oh somebody say cast it down. Cast it down. Cast it down. These thoughts are feeling. These thoughts and feelings are Subtle. And they can come when you don't expect them. And you come right in the middle of when you least need to hear it and feel it. You're dealing with something and the thought comes, you're never going to get this. You're not going to make it through that. You're not going to make it this time. Hmm? That's a thought. Where did it come from? You need to identify it. After preaching on some of these things one time, a fellow after the service came up, he said, I got it, Brother Keith, I got it. He said, what? He said, every mind needs a bouncer at the door. (laughs) Well, he's showing up his background, I guess, but every mind, but he's right. I said, he's right. Every mind needs a bouncer at the door. What does that mean? Thoughts and feelings come to you. Do you just let them in? Do you just think on them and wallow in them for the next four days? You look through the peephole. You go, where are you from? (laughs) Who sent you? (laughs) And then you got a list in Philippians. You know? Anybody know the list? Yes. Oh, you got to see the list. Hold on and go to Philippians. Hold your place here. Go to Philippians 4. You got a list? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Philippians 4, he said, Duh. verse 6, be careful. Philippians 4 6, don't have any anxiety. About anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep, that can also be translated guard, your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. That's not the end. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Are you making out the list? Come on, if you're making notes, make out the list. What, what's, what's the top on the list there? True. True. Whatever things are? Honest. honest. Uh, put honest on the list. Whatever things are just. What well, just is, is fair and right. Whatever things are? Pure. pure. Whatever things are? Lovely. lovely. Boy, that would eliminate a lot of stuff, wouldn't it? Whatever things are a good report, good. as opposed to what? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, do what? Think. Do what? Think. Do what? Think. Think, think on these things. Would the Lord tell you to think on things that you might not be able to? No. No. It might be beyond you. No. If he tells you to think on it, just by that instruction, what do you know? I can do it. Can do it. Yeah. If he told me to do it. He wouldn't tell me to do something I couldn't do. He's not unjust. He's unfair. And there's no, no no chance he might not know whether I could or not. So if he says do it, I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So thoughts and feelings come to your mind. Do you just let them in? Do you just think anything that crosses your mind? Do you just yield to whatever feeling crosses you at whatever time? No. You look through the people. Who are you? You look on the list, huh? You're true? No. Sorry, you're not on the list. Go away. You're not on the list. Huh? Who are you? You're a bad report. No, you're not on the list. To be a good report, you're not on the list. Go away. Go away. I can tell from your ugly? Ooh, you're ugly? (laughs) Got to be lovely. We're talking about thoughts. Are there ugly thoughts? Are there lying thoughts? Deceiving thoughts? Untrue. Bad report. Are there Christians dwelling on bad reports for weeks at a time? Certainly, they are. And that's why they don't have peace. And you and I have made, all of us have made mistakes in these areas. All of us have sat and thought about stuff. And you don't have to have a revelation of word of knowledge or discerning the spirits to know people are thinking on the wrong thing. You can look at their face, you can hear the tone of their voice, you can hear the depression, you can see the confusion. And know that they are losing the battle of the mind because they're not fighting. They're not trying. They're just giving up, thinking on whatever comes. Go back to 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. I'm almost done for today. <laughs> for today. God's answering our prayers. I, I was up. I kept getting out of bed last night. I was up at 2 and up at 3 and almost 4 because God was showing me things, showing me th- answering my question about these things, about spirit and soul and mind. I'm excited about it. Are you believing with me? Huh? Are you believing with me? We had not got into some of that yet, but this is what, don't don't wait for something else. What we're talking about today is one of the biggest parts of this whole thing. Right now, it is the arena of the mind, the control of the mind. I want you to say it another time with me. My mind mind. is my mind. mind. God won't control it for me. me. With With his help, I can control it. The devil, the devil cannot force me, force me to, think to think on things I choose not to. Choose not to. It's my mind. It's my mind. I'm, in I'm in control of what I think. What I think. Greater is he Greater who's, in who's in me than he who's in the world. In the world. Hallelujah. 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 The mind is is the great connector. I can connect with the outside and focus on the outside, or I can connect with the inside and focus on the inside. I can focus my mind. I can set my mind, the Scripture says, on things above, not on things that are beneath. I can look at the things that are not seen instead of looking at the things that are seen. Instead of looking at my pain and my symptoms and my bad report, I can look at healing. I can look at Jesus took my infirmities, bore my sicknesses, carried my pains. I can look at with long life. He'll satisfy me. Amen. Show me. His self. I can look at the bills. I can look at the problems in the world out here. Or I can choose not to look that direction. I can look at God being my unfailing source. Huh? How he's met needs in in terrible drought situations and every kind of other thing. He's done miracles. How he loves me. And and I can tell which one I'm looking at by its effect on me. Is it ministering death to me or life and peace? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whether at home or at work. Or anywhere and out and about in the market? People should see. I, I guess you got your mask on. Maybe they just have to look at your eyes. But how I many of your eyes can smile too? You, you're, 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 they look at you and, and you just they look. What is what is going on with them? And, and you're having a wonderful thought. Yeah. Is what's happening to you? You're having a wonderful thought. You're having. You're enjoying a God thought. One of God's. Thoughts and in God's thoughts is life and peace and joy. If you got a choice, why think the other junk? I said, if you got a choice, do you have a choice? It's my mind. I said it's my mind. I got a choice. Where were you going? Back to 2 Corinthians 10, we'll finish up with this. Though we walk in the flesh, verse 3, we don't war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty. They're mighty. Somebody say mighty. Mighty. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What strongholds is he referring to specifically? Now you've seen this before in person after person's life that's got a problem that keeps on just messing with their life and you try to talk to them about it and you can't talk to them about it because they got their mind made up. What is that? That's a stronghold. They believe a lie. They believe something wrong. And it's a stronghold in their mind that's making them subject to the enemy stealing, killing, and destroying. But those strongholds can be taken down. Yes. They can be knocked down and knocked out. Yes. All of us have had some strongholds knocked out of our head. Yes. Haven't we? You didn't make it this far walking with the Lord. Without coming to realization, that ain't right. That's right. That old thinking that I got, that's not right. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity. Say these next two words with me. Amen. What? Every say it again. Say it again. Every How many? Every thought. How many? Every thought. You're kidding. <laughs> How many thoughts? Every thought. Is it possible? Yes. If the Bible says it's possible, it's possible. Amen. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Uh, the... Uh, The New Century Version says, And every proud thing that raises itself against the knowledge of God, we capture every thought and make it give up and obey Christ.
1: Hallelujah. Come on.
0: (laughs) You got some goofy thoughts bouncing around your head? First of all, who let it in? Y'all with me or not? Who let it in? It ain't on the list. How'd he get in? Who let it in? You did. You did. But if you let it in, what do we do? You better capture that rascal. You better get him. Is that right? Oh, he's darting around. He's bouncing around. You better get him. Huh? You better bulldog him and get him down on the ground. And then what are we doing? We're kicking him out. We're making him submit. And obey. We're putting a big thought on top of him. That's a God thought. Hallelujah. We're putting a big God thought on top of him. Makes him give up.
1: And obey Christ.
0: But you can see. There's some struggle going on. There's some activity going on. There's some conflict. Warfare. Going on. And it's happening in the mental realm. With the mind, the minds where I have thoughts. And thoughts are not nothing. Thoughts are not nothing. Thoughts have a spiritual source. Thoughts that are not received and not acted on, they die unborn. Yes, but thoughts that are received and meditated upon until they are believed and acted upon, take on flesh, become material. These churches were at one time a thought. Right? Having a child might have been a thought to your parents. Is that right? Long ago. Uh, You you understand what I'm saying? Every, Every creation, every invention... Everything was, before it existed, a thought. Thoughts are not nothing. Every thought matters. And every thought in a Christian's life should be brought under subjection to what the Lord says. People say, well, I, I, you know, I've got a right to believe whatever I want to. Uh, not if you're a Christian. That's
1: right.
0: If you're a Christian, you don't have a right to your beliefs. You don't have a right to just invent stuff and and believe whatever you choose to. You need to find out what he said and submit yourself to his thoughts. And then any thoughts that come to you, you make them submit to what he said because what he said is right. His word is truth. His word is right. He said heaven and earth will pass away, but not my words. My words will never pass away. And those words and those thoughts are where we get life and where we get peace and where we get joy and where we get answers and where we get direction. And they're all in the Holy Spirit who's also in us. And so instead of looking out here and being upset and mad and depressed all the time, look inside, think inside inside and let life and peace flow and sustain you even in the middle of dark times. You can have that great smile and people wonder what is going on with them. You're having a good thought.
1: Hallelujah!
0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Because you're in charge of your mind. Stand up with me everybody. Oh, lift up your
1: hands.